everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row and episode number two of Road Beers. Congratulations if you made it through number one and decided to come back for a second one. I am Austin Ward. That is Jeremy Birmingham. This is our off-topic podcast, uh, and primarily I think it's to keep us sane during quarantine. Yeah, for sure. Day uh, 57, I don't if is it is 57 right? Is it 63? Uh, how many days have we been quarantined? 11 teen? 11 teen. 11 okay. well, I've got my official uh, quarantine gear on from Homage, and I, I realized I should have worn it last week. We're going off topic because this sweatshirt was like the first time that I can remember you being like really visibly mad at me for getting yeah. something that you didn't have. Well, it's like I know that you're like a real like big time homage supporter fan guy. Like I get it. Um, but that was one of those moments where I was like, man, <laughs> I thought we did things together around here. Um, and apparently we don't or didn't. So then I commissioned one on my own, which I paid for. Uh, but Hey, it's worth it, you know, to, to, to look like you. I, I have given homage thousands of dollars over the years. So the, uh, Reward for me, I think, was justified. I certainly am not opposed to sucking up to them and giving them, uh, you know, love on social media. A fantastic local business. They've they've sent me more than a, a couple shirts over the years that I certainly appreciate. But it was just hilarious to me. Like I didn't ask them to do it. I didn't say, "Hey, I please, please, I'm begging you, homage, send me this power zip to go with the 10 others that I already own and make it a Letterman row. I mean, I did mention that I wanted one. Yeah, but sure. You weren't like averse to doing that if it came down to it, but I didn't have to. And that's like, I, it wasn't, I got to make a plan and be like, I only want this for myself and Berm can't have one. Um, like, they just sent it to okay. me. What was I supposed yeah. to do? Oh, you know what? I feel bad that now Berm doesn't have one of these. Can you yeah. please, <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what you should have done. Doesn't matter. I got one. Mine's reverse of yours. I'm like, you're like, I'm like, one of us is like Superman. And the other one is like Bizarro Superman. Yeah. And uh, I don't really care which one's which, but like, I'll take Superman, I guess. That's like team coverage and recruiting coverage. Uh, inverse right. homage sweatshirt, free trend setting homage sweatshirt for me. Right. Exactly. And that's cool. I mean, whatever works for you, I'm glad that you got it. Looks great. Looks great on you. Um, you know, I know Chives is still waiting for his, but I don't know that Homage is in a position right now to, to sew on green onions on a shirt because they can't Chives, have one. of Whatever they cook up, because we, like, when Letterman Row started, I figured you had to put Homage at the top of the list as, of companies in Columbus it's a no-brainer. Like, we want to partner with them. For sure. We've done stuff with them in the past. They did the Beanie and Boone shirt for their podcast. Uh, there have been some discussions about doing more moving forward as we get into year three. But um, I don't know what they could possibly cook up with chives, but I'm really excited. Like, I hope they're just tuning in to the second episode of Road Beers and like, you know what? A chives shirt has to be made. Well, I don't see why it wouldn't at this point. Uh, the, the number of people out there clamoring for, for a chives shirt is obviously pretty, pretty large. Everyone is everyone I've talked to in the last week since the first episode uh, of, of road beers has told me like you guys, 
nothing is more important to me than chives. And so let's, let's bring him in. It's time for our first chive by Spencer. You guys know, you know that homage listens to when, when Austin talks, that's the only reason you guys are doing this. And now I'm going to get on Twitter and there's going to be a markup of a homage shirt that has chives or something on it. I know there is. Well, they've got all this, they've got this free time. I mean, they're still working. They're sending, sending out stuff to the masses, but you know, we're all in a lockdown. So homage goes home at night and they just, they, these ideas pop in their head. We're definitely going to have to see something chives related soon. Cause you know, they got to get the brand out there. Well, I will fully sign on board with the chives shirt. If I can get one of these Letterman row pullovers or zips or whatever. It's called a power zip chives. Okay. Get off oh the screen. Gosh. He doesn't even, he doesn't deserve one. Get off the screen. If you don't know what a power zip is, my goodness. These are the greatest sweatshirts known to man. Okay, I broke, um, I broke my own rule last week because I just wanted to know how people were responding to road beers for the first episode. I don't read the comments. And I said you read that. the comments in the I first comment. The comments because I like, like I said last week from the very start. I, I wonder who are the people that really are that entertained by us as much as we are entertained by us. And it didn't take long before someone criticized not just my everybody on this show road beers from chives you and me uh and really most people around the world they love taylor swift and what i don't understand is this argument which is just the laziest take that you could possibly have that taylor swift is made for 15 year old girls right, just Every because she was book, a 15 year old girl doesn't mean that only 15 year old girls should listen to her because if that's the case you know, only 75-year-old men should listen to the Rolling Stones. Don't only 75-year-old men listen to the Rolling Stones? Well, yeah, but that's that's totally beside the point. Okay. I don't know, man. Like, I get it. You know, it's not for everyone. Not everyone likes the same kind of music. I just think it's in, in, indicative of everything. Like, the most basic random things that you can say, like me saying that as a Bengals fan, I don't want the Bengals to draft Joe Burrow leads to me getting messages that saying I'm a effing idiot because <laughs> I'm like, that's just my opinion, man. Like I just don't think they need to draft a quarterback when they have all these other problems. But if I say that, then not only am I the world's biggest idiot who doesn't know anything about football, but I'm also a homer because I want the Bengals to draft Chase Young, who's the best player in the draft. Like I don't I people want so badly to just shred people apart for no reason and yeah taylor swift music may not be for everyone but it's great to listen to in the car when we're on the road like let's it's it's great road music but the 15 year old girl part i just it's fine that not everybody has to like it i get that and if you don't like taylor swift or the rolling stones it doesn't it doesn't make any difference uh there are songs I was really dreading the fact that I on uh, Apple Music last what Friday, it showed up all the, the new release. <laughs> Don't even say it. I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna There's say. A brand new I woke up on Saturday, on oh, Friday morning, no. and the weekend dropped a new album. Yeah, I like listening to the weekend during road trips. I also, ironically, like listening to the weekend on weekdays. So, I mean, I'm so not afraid to go there. I knew that. I oh no. Now there's 15 more The Weeknd songs out in the world. Hold on a second. Don't, Let me don't play it right now. We'll, they'll shut down our show. No, I'm not going to play it. I, what I'm going to do uh, is find it because I have not downloaded it yet. 
Oh no! So I ruined it for myself by bringing it up. It I, mean, I knew it was out there, but I'm gonna just uh, let's see. So there, add, <laughs> Bing. I th- I think that there are three hundred the weekend songs on your phone because every other song we play we go random, we shuffle tell you. I mean, on the car. I don't I, I don't need to know the exact amount. It's probably higher, and if it is, no, it's like thirty three. No, there's no way. Yeah, it is. I have like, I only have three albums on there. I have 400 Randy Rogers songs on there. Look, so, I mean. That's, that's a plus. The way it works. I think the problem with The weekend is that it's only for 15-year-old girls. It's true. Very different breed of 15-year-old girls than Taylor Swift. But anyway. But it doesn't really matter. Anyway, my, you know, I, I was giving you a hard time about not doing the bracket and Obviously, people don't want us to sit here and talk about Taylor Swift all week, but that, like, just have that comment in our first show, and I knew that I shouldn't read it. I knew that it was going to be there because people, every time we post, like, when we first took some road trips a couple years ago, we posted a picture that we were listening to it, and we got those exact same comments, and it was the exact same lazy take that it's just for girls. Like, she's the most popular pop musician in the world. Like, you can't just be appealing to 15-year-old girls and even yeah. if you don't like, like you don't like some parts of her uh, discography, and if you wanted to separate an amount in the bracket, you don't like country Taylor Swift, go for it. Um, but she is a wildly successful songwriter, in and out of people don't even know how much you like Britney Spears. Well, that's I didn't think we needed to go there, but I mean that that now I mean I appreciate Britney Spears because it was you know part of my formative years, but like. Austin loves Britney Spears. That's true. Uh, Just throwing it out there. Almost as much as he likes T-Swizzle. It was great. I mean, I've only got a chance to go see Britney once, and Allie uh, took me. We went to Vegas during the residency for my birthday. It was um, five, four or five years ago. Boy, time is all relative right now. Uh, Our fellow Letterman Row contributor, uh, John Bryce, and his wife met us out there, and, like, Oh, we're going to Vegas? Yeah, well, that'll be a great weekend. I'm like, oh, and Austin wants to go to Britney Spears, and it's like three hundred dollars to be in the pit. That's all he's ever wanted to do is see her in, in concert. And Allie, I mean, Allie loves Britney too, so that was. An is easy there a call. pit in a Britney Spears concert? Yes, like the way this the the way that this uh, residency was set up was like there were no seats in front of the stage, so it was it was a general admission like VIP pit. So we were just like ten feet from Britney, and because. Allie's looking at it like, this doesn't make any sense to pay for the seats because she wants to dance. I want to be close to Brittany uh, and the seats aren't close to the stage. So that's what we, we had to have. But it's not like a mosh pit where people are like body surfing. and like. Uh, I mean, no, no mosh pits, just, just a bunch of people having good times. A couple of, uh, I, mean, I did see the new kids on the block in concert last summer. So I can't really <laughs> uh, criticize you too much. That show was super fun though i mean new kids on the block salt and peppa naughty by nature yeah tiffany debbie gibson all stuff that continues to pop up on your on your phone when we're on yeah, hey chives uh, um debbie gibson was a musician in the 1980s um new kids on the block actually started uh this trend of, of boy bands in a way that was a little bit more national didn't start boy bands because that was like new edition and stuff like that before new kids on the block but 
um, those were all musicians. Um, they used to have music on these little shiny discs. I know. Um, I know. They were called I know. CDs. Compact discs. I, I know. So, I know. Yeah. I am really not 12. I'm not 12. You're not? No, I, I, know, I know these things. Oh, I know wow. these things. That's it. But you still can't rent a car, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. I'm just trying to sure. get the age range. So it's somewhere between 12 and 25. Yeah, yeah somewhere right. in, you're, you're somewhere doing great. You're doing great, Chaps. When when they were making that background for uh, third grade school picture day that Berm has down there right now, they actually didn't even have compact discs yet. Those were cassette tapes. How many cassettes yeah. did you own, Berm? A lot. Um, I I think my favorite thing growing up was getting mixtapes from people. Oh boy! Like uh, there was. Uh, a girl in sixth grade who made me a mixtape that had the song rush rush by paul abdu on it three separate times really <laughs> like, like i don't think she she couldn't find the songs apparently to fill it in so she just put that song on there three times <laughs> it's a great song i mean don't get me wrong damn on the beach yeah i don't know how why that's down there but i just thought that you know for a couple minutes that i would relax like you with your fancy background and got the waves rolling in uh it was only like, pff, how long? Six six weeks ago, we were in the Bahamas. I know this. It, it's unbelievable how um, fast everything has sort of gone here. Um, and I don't know when, when do you think it's going to get back to normal. Uh, I don't think that the uh, projection we've heard from some people that the economy will be back I want by okay Easter. we're certainly not going to talk politics on this show but I want to be very clear about so I, I didn't name any names there I don't what, what's wrong with being optimistic and saying I would like the economy to be back to normal by Easter that's fine yeah it's not saying it's going to be it's but I think when people are stuck in their houses and they're looking for something like a light at the end of the tunnel I think it makes more sense to say Hey, if everything goes right, we could be looking at this in three, in four weeks, right? Like to me, that makes a lot more sense than saying we're doomed. We are doomed forever. Well, I think we don't have to talk about, you know, the economic policy or stimulus or politics. I I think that probably is going to take longer than the period where we can actually get back out and cover football. Oh, I agree. It's been really weird. Uh, So, I mean, I, I am normally in every, everything that we ever talk about sometimes the the word that is used disparagingly is homer i think i am just generally optimistic about all parts of life i'm i'm not a, i'm not a pessimistic person so i i think that late may is probably the time where everything is going to get back and we can you know you know go back to roosters for letterman live and uh you know hit hit up land grant and go to the breweries and all that stuff that I think that's probably a realistic timeline, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not an expert on that stuff. I, I know that it's really weird. Not like the times, I don't know how much you've gone out to pick up food or go to the grocery store last week since we did this, but it's so weird. This place, you know, Gallo's uh, that was over by Olin Tangy Commons was the first like restaurant and bar in Columbus that when, when Allie and I got here, we went there all the time. We could walk there from the OC uh, they had great beer on, on draft all the time, and we loved their pizza. And so, like, the place – first time that we were, like, we're going to go out and get something uh, and support a business that has been there for us for eight years. And then you go in there, and I'm the only one. There's, like, 
one person checking out one guy back in the kitchen that came out to give me the food, all the, all the tables, you know, the chairs are on top of them. It's like, this place is always wall to wall packed for, for big games, Ohio state games, blue jackets, whatever. And it was so weird. And they yeah. said they've been doing pretty good business. And I hope that's the case. Cause I don't want it to ever go away, but I just, I don't know what to, it's hard to wrap your mind around it when you go out in public and you're at these places and you're just alone. Well, I just think, uh, you know, the idea is, okay, you can pivot to, to change your business strategy or whatever, or adjust your business strategy. But most of these places are really not designed um, to have to rely on carry out business. And with that, all the additional costs that come with having stuff to be able to make carry out food and to, to sell carry out food. And then all your supply chains are messed up and then you can't get all the boxes you need. So it's like people are just uh, waiting, I think, for a little return to normalcy. But um, how, how do you find it? I don't know. Chives, 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 what is your take? Where's your take, Chives? Zoom. Chive. Well, I, I just think of, like, the one thing that keeps coming into my mind for some reason is the Roosters Foundation because they raise so much money for, like, the Buckeye cruise and things like that. And they'd start that the day they get back from the cruise. Well, like, a couple weeks after they got back from the cruise, everything gets shut down people aren't thinking about that anymore. And so how does that impact those kind of things that are branches of what people are doing in everyday life? Because day to day, we don't really think about like how much roosters is making for the Buckeye cruise for cancer. But once that number comes out next February, if it's substantially lower than it would have than it was last year, you can point to say, okay, they lost two and a half months of planning and fundraising because of that. So I think of like the secondary issues that are going to come up from these businesses being shut down You're more than I Charles. do just the shutdowns themselves. How about, uh, how's the, uh, try. how's the cat, right. cat and teen going? The cat, where's the your cat? cat? The cat's good. He's under my bed right now. Um, he just kind of oh, chills. Wow. Cowering in fear. Uh, no, nah, he, he just, he finds a, a nice place to take a nap every day. And, uh, you know, he lives kind of the life that we all uh, sometimes would want to do, you know. He, I, he gets no, fed like every people. day. I don't hate people like cats do. <laughs> well, he doesn't hate people, but he, he gets fed every day. He gets to take a nice, brisk nap every day. Um, oh, do you want an award you know, for feeding your animal every day? He socializes every day. So, um, look, look, when you live in a tiny, tiny, tiny apartment, I would love to have, like, three dogs, one of them named Psycho, and be able to you know, roam about you. the house. But, you know, when you live in this tiny, tiny apartment, the cat is a good companion. If so you want I'm three dogs, I can give you three dogs. You kind of you just dropped this in real casual, like on Letterman Live this week, where you hadn't been scratched, but seemed like Corey had been scratched. I... <sighs> Yeah, um, you can say that Burnham and I were already proven right. Yeah, I mean, she's been scratched. She, but like, she doesn't mind it. If 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 she mind is, being scratched, but I mean, like, she, she doesn't hate it because, oh, like, you know, the cat's just playing. It's fine. It's a cat. Get out of here! Oh, hey, oh God! Oh, um, what's Burnham doing? All right, I'm gonna go off the grid again. Did you guys watch? Tiger I was just going to say, like, Allie and I started last night uh, Tiger King, which I think that was the smoothest segue in the history of road beers with Chives talking about getting scratched by a cat. 
yeah. then we watched we watched the first two episodes. I don't know. Were you saying that you were, were you about to talk about Tiger King, bro? I was just asking if you started it because I mentioned it on Letterman Live on Monday. But like, it's the craziest thing. Like, it veers off so quickly that you're like, "How the hell did this get here?" How far are you? I'm done with it. Oh, okay. But well, I forgot how quickly you binge things. Yeah, I don't. I don't binge daily. I binge immediately. <laughs> I think that is daily. But no, I mean, like, I mean, I, it's like a, I can't start it if I'm not going to finish it that day. So I can't have a full conversation with you then because there's, there's what seven episodes. Yeah, but I mean, I can certainly uh, talk about what you've seen. Yeah. So I don't. I didn't really know what to expect. I just saw everyone talking about it on social media that you got to watch it. My brothers-in-law were like, Oh, we're all of them were watching it and said, Oh, it's absolutely crazy. Cause I, I keep complaining that the weather is sucked and all I really want to do is go play golf. I'm like, well, this will take your mind off of it. Put on tiger King. And I'm like, okay, so what is the deal? I did not think we were getting a murder for hire and someone getting their arm ripped off. Like, I don't even know that this lifestyle uh, oh, it was, it's like a totally different world. It, the last time that I had that sort of uh, reaction to anything on Netflix was um, when I watched, again, staying on the topic. It, it was called Don't F with Cats. Have you watched that? No. <laughs> I, don't, again. I don't seek out cat content. It, it's a documentary series about, and like, it takes you, like, you think it's one thing, and then all of a sudden, it veers off in this totally different way, and you're watching just sheer insanity. And uh, it's also very interesting. It's called "Don't F with Cats," but yeah. the F is not the um, the letter. And Spencer should watch it. Well, it's it's too late for him. He he adopted a come. cat. We can't let him, you know, give it away at this point. But I I didn't like people laugh and joke about you know the tiger and, and the hangover and you know those those animals have to come from somewhere but i didn't realize that there were hundreds of them that people were buying exotic pets like that you know, one of the things that says at the end of the show which is insane to me there's actually more cats in captivity and owned in private places like those big cat rescues than there are in the wild like that it's crazy but i mean aside from the fact that you have to be an absolute psychopath to live your life in a way that like i'm gonna spend my whole day in the cage with these cats but then like every single person that you are introduced to in that show is absolutely certifiably insane yeah i just so it's only two but it's like you got the guy uh getting married to to two guys you've got the dude who's got five or six wives you've got uh it just they just dropped the teaser at the end of episode two about the woman possibly feeding her husband to the tiger Carol. you know all this stuff that yeah that but I like it's believe. crazy that woman and i i don't pretend to know everything and you know these even these documentaries are presented in a way to give you the most bizarre you know opinions but like it's clear that her rescue and her life down there is not a whole lot different than old Joe exotics. Yeah. So like, how do you decide like who the hero is in that kind of setting? And you know, maybe it's just, we've realized the tigers, there are no heroes in this world, Spencer. (laughs) 
You don't think that, I think the Tigers are going to wind up being the heroes of this series, but I guess well, you see how it ends. I, do. I can they, tell you that they don't. <laughs> they have an evil plan to take over the world. Well, yeah, much like Chive does. Chive, Chive, I think of people who own the big cats as just like natural selection. Like this is your, this is what you're choosing to do. <laughs> so, like sometimes natural selection just takes over, and like if you want to own a you know, a massive Bengal tiger that's going to rip your face off at some point. Do you remember on Anchorman when he says, I tried to get an interview with the panda. They said, nope, you can't do that. He's a massive bear. He will literally rip your face off. That's what I think of when these people own tigers. Yeah, but it's not true though, because they're, they're taking these cats as like when they're born. And so they're domesticated almost from the day that they're born. And yeah, initially they're going to bite someone's arm off if you put it through a hole and you smell like, you know, peanut butter or whatever. But like <laughs> eventually it's just, you're taking the, the soul of the bottlenose dolphin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're just ripping it out of it. Like, man, it's real sad, but it's so, also wild. But, but to, to rebound from that or to, for a rebuttal, like, their natural instinct is to kill you. Yeah. Like that, that's what that's they've all naturally cats, done. I told you last week. For thousands of years. You know, domesticated cats are completely different than Bengal tigers. I think you're comparing apples and like chocolate right now. Like not even apples and oranges. Chocolate covered apples because, sounds interesting. Like for a caramel. the Bengal tiger or like a panther or something is not going to, you can domesticate it as much as you want. Eventually it's still going to realize that's a really, really like, that's a six foot tall piece of steak right there that I can just rip into and kill. I, mm. I think there's something to be said about natural selection when it comes to owning these things. That's all I'm going to say. You guys get, go back to your cat talk. I, I hope that we don't talk it's about a hot take, Spencer. on every single episode, but what? that would be weird if we talked about cats and Taylor Swift on every episode. Don't you think? And we'd have to change the entire name of the show. <laughs> um, so, we did get one request since I admitted to reading uh, the comments last week about what we've been drinking. We'll do that later. So the other thing, like I got, we got a lot of feedback. Sometimes you never know what's going to resonate with people. Sure. Save that beer for later because the, there's a lot of debate, I guess. I thought it was a no brainer that the dinner party would be the greatest office episode of all time. Yesterday was the 15 year anniversary of the first episode, which I think we can all admit now is not great because it was basically a shot for shot remake of the British version, which didn't fit uh, this current cast in America. But how, how do you think that there's a better episode than the dinner party burn? No, um, one, I mean, I love the, the, the diabetes fun run um, episode. I think that one's up there for me. Um, I love all the Christmas episodes I think are great. I have, uh, I don't know. I'm not really like a soft spot for Christmas type of guy, but like Michael's the way that Michael Isn't the gets fun so, run for rabies. Oh, not diabetes. Yeah. Rabies. <laughs> That's not, no, I was thinking of some three totally people different. every year come down with rabies. Um, it's the silent killer. Um, I, I think that the dinner party and seeing Jan go the way she did in that episode was what makes it the best. I get it. Like some people find it too uncomfortable and that the same is true with Scott's tots that it's so cringy that people can't take it. But I think that's, 
that's the whole show. Like, it's not a real feel-good show for mo- for the most part. It's uncomfortable situations and what life is generally really like. Yeah, I mean, I, Michael Scott, his entire character is built on being cringe. So, I don't. I think if you're really looking for the right way to judge an episode, it's like how cringy is he? Because the more cringy he is in an episode, then that's better for the episode. Yeah. In my opinion. But, you know, it's like that thing, you know, there's certain episodes like Parks and Rec, like uh, um, the the fight, the episode 313, season three, episode 13. Like that is without question the best episode of, of uh, Parks and Rec, but everyone has their own issues, you know? I think you have to tell people that the only reason you know that is because when you're looking for something and we're on the road and you fire up Netflix, you just, you always go look for that one. Season you know three, episode 13. It's the best episode out there. Cause I, snake, snake most juice. people snake don't juice. just like remember the number of the episode. They try to Snort go. Snort juice. I think Chive had, Chive said something he wanted to say about the office. Chive by. Dunzo. Yeah. So I have an un, like, I won't say that it's the best episode, but I do believe Company Picnic has to be talked about as probably the most underrated and maybe top five best, only because they do the Dunder Mifflin meeting skit on the stage, and then they tell all the people of Buffalo that they're losing their jobs. Who wants to be a Dunder Mifflin heir? Yeah. And it's top like, how five, Come, I mean, that's a funny skit, but... No, it but also has also Charles have, Minor in it, so that's an immediate downgrade. But you also have, uh, is it Rolf that's yelling at all the volleyball contestants? You have uh, Dwight trying to uh, stall because they went to the doctor and they find out that Pam is pregnant. Yeah. Pregnant. Yeah. There is just so much in And it all, like, Andy yells. Andy hits the guy with the ball. And all of a sudden, he's like, like, oh, those are cheap sunglasses. He's like, these are expensive Ray-Bans, jackass. And I just like, some of the random lines in that, in that episode are just fantastic. And I think we forget about that episode. Well, but it also probably ends on a real downer for Berm, who hates Jim and Pam. Sure do. Sure do. Uh, it, it, I'm not like wishing harm on them or like wishing that they don't find happiness. I just think that they ruined each other's character. No big deal. I mean, it seems like a pretty big deal for a show that went nine seasons. Exactly. But I'm not the person in charge of what they do. Um, and uh, again, I remember that this is also a podcast, Berm, so you can't just, not everyone's going to see your, your background there. The episode of the fight are, like, has so many things in it that you don't even remember. Because all you think about is the end and the snake juice and them all being drunk and being dumb. But, like, it's unbelievable. It's such it's such a great episode. Hey, Razzy. I'm pretty boring. Whoops. Um, like, it's just fantastic. fantastic. I've been at, like, Allie, Allie keeps bringing this up because she so, – just give me your office character power rankings. Uh, we've we've broached this before, and I have a tr- I, uh, as per everything well, else. I know because I every have time, a tough time you're here, and we turn on the office at the house. 
I have a tough time with it because I think you have to decide if you're talking about primary or secondary characters or everyone. Dwight K. Schrute is the best character on The Office. He has to be. Has to be? Dwight's the best. Dwight's the best, followed up closely, closely by Creed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I guess I'd put... Sheesh. I like Kelly yeah. quite a bit. Uh, I, I enjoy Kevin quite a bit. Right. Um, Phyllis, I think, is hilarious. Um. Who's the British chick that comes in at the like episode se- season seven? She's the worst character on the show and needs to be dumped in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, the worst? Uh, okay. Uh, when we're talking full, full-time characters, okay? Because I'm not going to – Will Ferrell's character was probably uh, up there is pretty bad. Robert California is awful. No. Um, Robert California is – You can – Berm, you can tell me Angela's not the worst character on The Office. Angela is the worst character on The Office. I like what she brings to the show. I like what Angela brings to the show, too. I actually thought D'Angelo Vickers was pretty funny. Uh, I know. He had a moment. Okay, the juggling juggling episode. I think even the end when when Jim calls him out on the dunk that puts him in the coma, it's still funny to watch Will Ferrell just do his normal stuff. Maybe it's because. Maybe what I think is that Will Ferrell is doing Will Ferrell things and they're funny, but it doesn't really, you know, fit in the office world. It's just, it's a poor, uh, they jammed it. They thought that it would be too, the stunt casting would be too great. And they tried to do something that doesn't really uh, fit the aesthetic of screen. I I mean, I do like the name D'Angelo Vickers. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Like if I, if I ever bore an offspring, I might consider that name. I mean, That's the first thing. Like, like I hinted before, like Charles Minor, boy, I can't. That well, he's a bad awful. character too. And he doesn't. He doesn't even know anything about paper. He worked at Satikoy Steel. Give me a break. Sometimes you got to go outside of the box. Oh, the it didn't box. work. They went no, out of business. Well, you know, he got duped by the Michael Scott Paper Company, and that's the way it works. That's true. Well, you hate to see it. Um, you literally hate to see it when he's on the yeah. show. So I kind of, I kind of uh, skipped over it. Have you got out much? Um, Go out, get some food, get some beer. No, uh, we honestly last week we went out four or five times and went to the grocery store every time just to like get random little things. Um, we're really hoping to avoid leaving the house for the next week, except for like walks and bike rides and other things that I don't want to do, but you have to do. Otherwise you go crazy. Um, but no, I mean, we're, we're pretty well reserved here. We, we, uh, I mean, you you were in the car on when we were driving to Virginia, North Carolina three weeks ago, when I told Angie to go to the store for the first time and that was before everything kind of started. So we were prepared a little bit. Um, you know, we, I think we're probably, we have a month or so worth of stuff here. What have you been but, drinking? Uh, I, I, the last couple of days it was the Sam Adams, uh, hazy, a juicy IPA, which, um, isn't great, but for just like a pretty standard, uh, 
you know, beer. It was okay. I, I, it was better than I thought because I hadn't had it before. Um, again, we, we continue to buy out every store we can of this white chocolate um, because it's delicious. It is. Yeah, it is good. Where is that from again? Uh, Grand Armory up in Traverse City. That's right. Um, that stuff is great. Um, so we went to our local liquor store on Saturday and bought their last four or six packs of that just to have on hand for the next month. But, you know, you got to be selective because you don't want to go to the store and buy 300 beers, but we don't have delivery breweries up here like you do. <laughs> yeah, I've been hitting that up uh, pretty hard. And I don't, Allie told me yesterday we went out and we picked up some takeout food and I was passing somewhere in particular, Sip, which is our uh, brewery that's less than a mile from the house. And I had gone there on Sunday after the grocery store because we desperately do not want this to go away. We had already lost our winking lizard where we went time after time and it was replaced locally for us with a brewery that we can walk to, which is like, you know, the greatest news that ever happened to us basically uh, other than Liberty, but you know, Liberty. Yeah, I mean, too. So uh, she's like, well, you should swing by there and pick up more cans. I'm like we got to make sure that they're okay. And they were actually closed last night, which is a real heartbreaker, but, uh, I wish that uh, these places were all – it tells you how difficult it's going to be for all of them. So that's why I'm trying to do as many deliveries and pickups as yeah, possible. I mean, this is such a bizarre time. Like, it, we're entering this era. This could last for two months. And then, like, how many small businesses can really survive for that long? And how many people are going to be able to get by and adjust what they're doing? And, I mean, sure, you can produce all the beer you want in the next two months, but if people can't buy it, then you're just sitting there. Hopefully, the, the – uh, you know, banks and stuff have an opportunity to give people a, a break. And I don't know, it's depressing. Yeah. So the best thing I had, cause uh, we didn't actually talk about beers that much. We probably won't do that on every episode, but uh, I got this delivery from seventh son and antiques on high last week. And you, I, I'm going to have, I'm, I'm going to try my best to save this for you. I don't, I can't make any promises, but they have this Imperial Brown ale called baked. And it's just like, a brownie cookie. It's oh. uh, it was like ten and a half percent. It's dessert in a glass. So you've got the white chocolate behind you. This this is an incredible incredible beer. It's seven. I don't think I've had anything from Seven Sun that I didn't really enjoy. They also had a new hazy IPA uh, from Antiques on High that I included in my order, and they threw in a T-shirt, which uh, I mentioned last week, which was a great deal. But this this beer, I mean, for somebody like you who are, I think. Both you and I love the IPAs in, in every variety, but when you branch out, you seem to like the dessert. And yeah, like remember that cotton candy haze or whatever that yeah. uh, that was from New Holland Brewery in Michigan, and that was tremendous. I mean, I've never had a beer that tasted like cotton candy before, but it was pretty remarkable. When you like that other, like that blueberry one too, right? Like ah, blueberry crush from Potoski. Yes. So like it's, it's a blueberry waffle cone beer. How can you not like it? I mean, I last summer when we were at at, uh, at Will's Lake, I drank too many of those, and I that was a. How did that happen? It was so warm out, and then I mean, you those are heavy, and so you drink like four of them, and it's like all of a sudden you just can't move. You're donezo for like the day. You're like ah, screw this. I don't want to go anywhere. Also I had a lot of Trulies. I think it's great how how far you've come from not knowing how to properly order a flight to 
really that's not a story that we need to tell on the show. I just wanted four of the same beer. That's all. <laughs> Isn't that? I mean, well, they could pour that in a larger glass for you. That would work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, but I also happen to really love tiny glassware. So you can see the confusion. Well, it would be one thing if you only had like one breakdown ordering a flight. So I, yeah. I could have told different multiple stories, which sure, I think but is it's it's very similar to me always turning into the wrong driveway. Well I do it on porpoise sometimes. You don't make many mistakes ordering flights now. But well, no, but I've I've really matured. It takes me like that was a that was a screw up that was like a year into us working together. The first one at Rutgers, when you just ordered the same flight twice, oh, that's yeah, the well, one that, like I had a, a much tougher time wrapping my mind around that. I mean, it's not like I didn't get through one flight of beers. Chad, bye. That was very smoothly redirected on the chives for yeah. not being able to finish his flight on his first road trip with Letterman Row. I had uh, I had my mouse ready. I was ready for whenever you guys brought it up. Um, I will say I ate too much because I took the last slice of pizza from you, Austin. I, in the middle of that flight, went to the bathroom, and I will not discuss what happened in there. When we got home, I went to the bathroom again. Came down the I remember stairs that. to. I remember that because Austin and I were down at the hotel bar. Yeah. Came down to the hotel bar, had another beer, went to the bathroom again, then finally got to sleep. When I woke up the next morning, went to the bathroom again. So if you guys really want to get into it. Wow. That's got, the reason I didn't finish the A lot flight. of details there. This got a lot darker than I thought it was going to. Um, that was, that guys, was, for, for you guys that out there watching and listening to this, understand. This was the first road trip we made with Chives, okay? So we were going to uh, Muskegon, Michigan to sit down and film Cameron Martinez's commitment interview. And that was the first road trip with Chives. And it, it, was, a, it was a shocking departure from our normal road behavior. Do you think the stomach problems are why when we sat at the, at the brewery where he couldn't finish a flight and we asked him to pick his five – Desert Island movies that he started oh, no. with Schindler's List. It did I mean, it could be because, like, at that moment, he that. probably was feeling to himself like ready to give up, and so Schindler's List made the most sense. He's like, "Well, screw it. If all I can do is this, I may as well just." I I read the question wrong. I said five like great movies, not five Desert Island movies. I mean, it, the question was, what are the five movies you're going to take on a desert island? And you put Schindler's List as the first yeah, choice. You guys gave me a redo, and I redid it. And you didn't uh, improve it, I don't think. Tell uh, us. I mean, it, that's, I that is subjective. Apologize. That is subjective because if, if Chives likes the movie Road Due Date, what is this? Due Date for those of you out there, again, watching, listening, Chives' all-time favorite comedy, apparently. No, that is, is not true. Okay, it was what the is first on your list. My it was the first on your favorite, second list. My all-time favorite comedy? Oh, God, I don't know. Schindler's List he is picked, not a comedy. He picked no, I, I buddy comedy with Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. as yeah, the first on his redone list. Be, no, it wasn't first either. It was fifth. I just took one off and put a new one at fifth. 
Mm. This story gets more and more out there every time you guys tell it, and that's or fine. more and more or more what? and more accurate, depending yeah, on what, who you what, ask. Where was the lie? Because you said it was my first movie I chose, and that's just it was the first movie you added to the list. <laughs> okay, Schindler's List. Already four gone. On the list, though. You're gone. Up comes number six. Due date. <laughs> no, I put it on there because my friend. He also had the English patient on the list, which was that's right. Bizarre. English patient and Schindler's List. He's like, I'm just gonna name movies from uh, right. the early '90s that won the Academy Award. Uh, I'm gonna put Gone with the Wind on there. Um, my favorite. Let me see. My, what else? I actually don't have the. Yeah, I do have the list. Here we go. Here we go. My five that I settled on. My final five were Forrest Gump because it's my favorite movie of all time. Uh. Step Brothers, uh, Wedding Crashers, which is probably my favorite comedy of all time, just because I think there are so many funny moments in that movie. There are um, great movies. Forgetting Sarah Marshall because it's the best rom com. I need to forget about her. And Hot yeah. Rod. But you don't. That list doesn't include due date. Because I took it off after you guys started making fun of me. <laughs> Have some strength in your convictions, man. Like if you like due date, no conviction own it. About if you if you if due dates your your jam, own it. What's you up, Lib? I need to get an older mermaid. You got some mermaids. Show them. Hold them up. We got mermaids. Oh, dang! Wow. As you can see, quarantine life uh, is a little bit of a challenge, but we've got mermaids to get us through. Uh, Do they have names, Libby? Time. Liberty's like, hey, you guys have been talking long enough. You're boring people. Liberty, uh, liberty, liberty. All day long. You say let's, hi to Berman. We got to go talk to Ryan Day. Yep, we're going to talk. Uh, actually, have to do some work today. Not uh, just talking about beers and movies, but uh, we appreciate anybody who made it this far again into our second episode of Road Beers. Uh, it's helpful for our sanity, and we hope that you uh, enjoy us just a little bit. I guess if you made it to this point and you hear me now, you must have. But we're going to keep doing this as long as uh, – as long as this quarantine lasts and as long as you guys keep enjoying it. Uh, appreciate Spencer Holbrook uh, running it back there, uh, setting up the video for us. Good job, Chives. Uh, Berm, as always, great to catch up. It's not fun when we don't get to spend any time uh, on the road and, and working together. So let's get through this all together. I'm Austin Ward. We'll see you next time on Road Beers. Bye-bye. Say bye.